And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This is the Athletic Football Show. Well, it's the Athletic Football Show. I'm Robert Mays. Joining me tonight is my good friend Nate Tyson. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. That was a game. Uh, that was a game, but congrats. You stole my joke. I was going to say, I was going to say of all the games that have happened this year, that was one of them. It certainly was one of them. That was, that was a capper. That felt like the capper. We started that the first live stream of the season was Lions and Chiefs and a bit of a barn burner. This one was different. Yeah. A little bit of difference here, but we did see a playoff team tonight. We did see a playoff team. That was the Cleveland Browns led by finishing with some Flacco chance. Wow, what what that's 2023. Start with the Lions win at Arrowhead, and here we are in the last Thursday stream of the season. Get with some Flacco chance to finish the to finish off this uh, to lead us into this night nightcap. The Browns have had four starting quarterbacks this year. They clinched a playoff spot week 17. That that is the story of the Cleveland Browns season. They Double deserve a lot of credit. Deserve a lot of credit for how they've handled the season, how they approach the offseason. We'll dig into some of it, but I think Kevin Stefanski deserves to be in the conversation for coach of the yep. year. We'll have that discussion over the next couple of weeks. But one of the reasons I think he definitely deserves it is I was thinking about this during the game. These teams are the same. If you look at the broad strokes of where these teams are, they're pretty much the same. They came into the season, high priced quarterbacks that they paid a lot to go get that quarterback got hurt at some point during the year. The jets decided that their approach to this was going to be eh, our quarterback got hurt. You know, what are we supposed to do? Our quarterback got hurt. Right. I think privately, that's how they were handling a lot of this. This was going to be a do-over year because Aaron Rodgers got hurt. There was none of that going on in Cleveland. They were trying to be proactive. There was nothing woe is me about this. And you could see it. These teams carried by their elite defenses. One managed to find answers on offense because they have an offensive-minded head coach and a good offensive staff. And two, because they kept chipping away at options of quarterback. Another team never found those answers. The Browns are going to the playoffs. The Jets are going to be watching from home. I know that there are nuances within that, but if you look at the broad strokes, that's what this game felt like, and that's what this season has felt like from both of these teams. And even just the pass catchers they added, like just this offseason. You know, the Browns, Elijah Moore got hurt tonight, but they're trying to boost the core of pass catchers and pass Yeah, the rushers. Jets got rid of Elijah Moore, and the Browns traded for Elijah Moore. Uh, yeah, right there. That's the difference. They decided, hey, we're going to boot Elijah Moore and, and, and like, see, we're giving up on him. Okay, let's bring in Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, and we'll be good there. And, oh, no, let's not draft Cedric Tillman in the third round. No, we're good. We got our pass catchers. We're all, we're all set there. And that's what it just always felt like. As soon as Rodgers got hurt, they were just like, oh, shoot, that wasn't supposed to happen. So now what? And what I were mean, we supposed to do? Our starting quarterback got hurt. And then you could also take it one step further. Our offensive line is a mess. Okay. Right. 
The Browns right. are on offensive Fourth tackles four tackle. and five, and they're shredding you throughout the first yeah. half of this game with Joe Flacco, who was on your roster, who you could have called the moment that Aaron Rodgers got hurt. You decided not to. Now you're watching from home. Now they're playing in the playoffs. Or even just teams like the Vikings, like, you know, with doing what they do with Dobbs for a bit, Mullins, and just trying. They're just trying, like, trying to scrap together wins and trying to have inspired game plans and everything. And that's what, I mean, commendable to Brees Hall he and, and the defense. They've just been playing hard. And it felt like tonight, it felt like the Jets' defense finally had enough. Like, that's what uh, really just but that they played hard in the second half. They ended they up did. stopping the bleeding and, in the second half. And, and, and there the were a couple front, but, wonky plays, you yeah. know, some extended plays from Joe Flacco. It was a weird half. I think the Jets' defense deserves a lot of credit for how hard they've this played this entire season. season they do. We, and, excuse me. We, I feel like we've uh, we've tried to repeat it because it's it, they could easily have thrown in the towel weeks ago when they made, what, five quarterback switches? It felt like just between – I mean, just revolving who it is. It's like, okay, it's a day that, okay, this was – um, or it's a half moon. Okay, so that's a Zach Wilson start, right? That's what we're okay. It's a full moon. Okay, or that's Simeon. Okay, okay. That I feel like that's where they're going. They're going off a lunar chart of when to start these guys. But no matter what's happened, is the defense is just, I mean, just try to do something, try to make plays. They have. I've watched a few of these performances. What they did against the Dolphins, what they did against the Falcons recently, and they just made these games a slog. And it was like, hey, if they did, but the that's but. Didn't, weren't the Browns doing that in the middle of the year? Remember those games where we gum and toothpick offense? And hey, we got to commend Bill Callahan and Kevin Stefanski. They're trying. And then Flacco's getting hot again. And it's just, they deserve this because they tried. <laughs> and they deserve to win double-digit games because they're actually earning these wins. They have a dominant all-time unit that, you know, sometimes doesn't feel like it, but it really is. Statistically, yeah. it is. This Browns defense. And they've defense. been banged up. Those guys been on the lineup for them all year. Denzel Ward's missed a couple games. Juan Thornhill missed a couple games. Yeah. They're getting production from undrafted free agents that are having pick sixes in this game that had to step up because Thornwell Hill was hurt for a chunk. So I think that they've done a really good job of piecing this thing together. My question for you, is the Joe Flacco element of all of this? Is this merely we're having a good time watching him trot back there and chuck the ball downfield? Or do they actually have a shot at surprising some people in the playoffs because of the element that he gives them a quarterback? I, I think they definitely have a chance to surprise somebody. Right now, they played the Jacks in the first round. I feel better about the Browns than the Jacks. Okay, beyond the Jaguars, th this is similar to whoever plays okay. the NFC South winner in the NFC is probably going to be okay. Beyond uh, so beating the Jags, is there anyone else that you think that they can scare if they were to get into the divisional round? The kind of the top three, the Chiefs, Dolphins, and Ravens, I would not feel as good about. You know, but you know, it, it, their defense is going to keep them in games. What is the ultimate neutralizer? A very good defensive line. And even with uh, uh, Okoronkwo being hurt, they have so much juice up there on top of a defensive player of the year candidate, Miles Garrett. I think that defense keeps them in games no matter what. And I just think the offensive plans have been sound every game. I mean, yeah, they had the tip pick six. Flacco's going to throw a couple, have a couple turnovers. But because he pushes the ball, look at that first throw to Njoko on the first drive. On the on the over route, on, when he's moving to the left, that high variance is going to give him a chance. Yeah. That's what you need. You don't I'm need fine that. living that way, and that's how it felt that's from what the you beginning. Need. From the moment he got is. put into the lineup, it felt like the high variance and the volatility was worth it with their defense. If if you have a backup that or just some scroungy quarterback that you're just trying to slap together, that's what you need. You can't nickel and dime, especially in the playoffs. It's try to create. Hey, we hit three explosive plays for touchdowns. We got one pick six, and now we got 28 points one right there. One sack fumble. 
Boom. And that, and then that, you're in the game. That's what the playoffs are. And it, again, the good teams is, of course, is ability to pivot, but where the Browns are at right now, this is how they have to win in the playoffs. And I actually think they could do it because they have the mortar launcher back there. That's always giving them a shot. Dude, it's, oh my God, the bootlegs are cracking me up. They're, it's really because funny. Usually you only bootleg to the left when you have a good athlete, like, like at Wisconsin. There, there's only we had Chile was our naked protection going working to the right, but that was only in for all of us. And then Russ, when all of a sudden Russ transferred theirs, all of a sudden Bernie protection came in, which is boot to the left. Because you know, not a lot of guys. Not I wasn't very athletic to really boot to the left when I also have someone in my face. Flacco's just cranking it back there, oh, just oozing back there and just turning and just launching throws, and I'm loving it because it's just working week after week. He's hit, he, this is like four straight weeks, he's hit these kind of shots on teams. It's awesome. <laughs> this is really funny because if you want to take it all the way full circle, Gary Kubiak was in yeah. Baltimore. Remember those Gary Kubiak yeah. offenses oh, yeah. for the Ravens? He was there for one year. He was the, the hero. coordinator before he went to Denver, okay? And so Gary Kubiak yeah. was in Minnesota and when yeah. Kevin Stefanski decided yeah. that he was going to, when Kevin Stefanski got his opportunities as an offensive coordinator, even though he didn't really know Gary Kubiak, this was before Kubiak got there, he had always said, I love that style of offense. That's what I want my offense to be. So they had this keeper based play action offense. And now Joe Flacco gets back dro- dropped back into this offense that he's really comfortable with. It's like riding a that bike. has flashes of what Kevin Stefanski has always wanted to be. So that awesome. connection is actually pretty funny. There's a yeah. similar bit of that on the other side of the ball in this game. So I tweeted this out during the game. The Jets have had trouble with the Browns over the last two years. They did fine in the second half because the Browns really had no one to throw to outside of David Njoku in this game. But they've had trouble against the Browns over the last two years. The Jets, against every other team in the league, are either first or second in EPA per play on defense. It's one of the two. It's second at the very least. Against the Browns, of the 22 teams that have played against the Browns, they are 21st in EPA per play on defense. The only team that is worse is the Chargers. Okay. And talking to people this summer it, with the Jets, they do not like playing against Stefanski. There is just something about the way that got, offense is structured the that they hate going against. I love that the, stuff. The, the The irony of that is that the reason Kevin Stefanski hired Joe Woods to be his defensive coordinator when he came to Cleveland is because of what Robert Solid did to him when they played against the Niners in the 2019 playoffs. Funny, funny. And it's just like, hey, screw that. Like, yeah, that, well, that was when Dan Quinn hired Kyle Shanahan. That's what he said. It's like, I was tired of going against that offense. So why not hire the guy that made it such a pain in the ass? It worked out for him. It makes sense though, because the one, uh, Bill Callahan's run game right now, especially they like to do a lot of the pit pull stuff and get, Mm -hmm. get their offensive line on the outside. They're one of the teams that run it the most, if not the most. That can give issues to this Jets defense because of how the fronts and stuff they run so it's something naturally that can get okay so that's our fastball is one thing you struggle with okay that's already boom right there and yeah. probably some of the play action stuff like you you've talked about and i'm the sure play that's action, just- the shifts it's a lot of the pre the pre-snap shifting mm-hmm. what they mm-hmm. do with the tight end it's just like the little, tight end tiny, stuff, yeah. little tiny buttons that they press and kevin stefanski deserves a lot of credit for understanding yeah. okay our defense just lacked something over the last couple of years we needed to do something to give this thing a jolt, bring it back to the Joe Woods part of this. Going out and getting Jim Schwartz, I think, was as much about changing the mentality of that unit oh, yeah. as it was anything else. One of the reasons that they went with Schwartz over some of the other guys that potentially they could have hired is they wanted to keep the defense structurally similar to what they were doing with Joe Woods. Let Miles Garrett play in a four down front, keep him comfortable. Yep. But it was really about changing the mentality because 
what that, if you look at like the DNA of this sort of defense, that wide nine attacking defensive system that the Niners run, that Chris Kasurik runs, that comes from Jim Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Like there is shared from DNA Detroit. there. Jim Washburn in Detroit, who Chris Kasurik learned from, was a Jim Schwartz disciple. So yeah. there are a lot of kind of intertwined pieces here, but the attitude and the way they wanted this team to play, I think that is the biggest boost that they've gotten from hiring Jim Schwartz and letting him oversee that side of the ball. And again, one more point in the Kevin Stefanski for the coach of the year argument, because he went out and understood that they needed that sort of element on defense. It makes sense too, because it's also the Stefanski being a true boot guy. The Y9 stuff was invented based, not invented, but leaned into to stop all that. So it's, again, it's the classic, like, I'm tired of facing this. I'm going to get the guy that like gave me such a chore, made such a chore in the past. No, it all ties together. I mean, those Lions defensive lines, man, around like, you know, 2011-ish with Sue and all those. Uh, Sue, Nick Fairley, Kyle Vandenbosch. Those teams Aver- were Cliff fun. Averill. Oh, yep. my God. they Because uh, my dad was a line coach, especially, too. I remember they had to play, I want to say it was 2011. At Detroit, it was like the first night game in Detroit or national TV game in Detroit in years. And oh my God, I, that was it one of the biggest. The yep, that was one of the biggest Hornets nests, like Lions Den games ever. Like the Bears had no shot. Like just how raucous the forward field was right away. It's one of those games where I was like, I'm watching on TV. I remember I was in Madison. I was like, Nah, they're they're not getting this one. Sorry, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry, Dad. But really, it's just really funny to watch those Lions because I remember the Lions coaching staff coached the Senior Bowl, and that was my first experience with Chris Kasarik. Backwards hat, glasses on, I believe. Never stops yelling and just goes, goes, goes. And my dad gave him a kind of little tap. And goes, Hey, good job out there. And he's like, Hey, thanks, 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 thanks. But he's just like, he. That was my first experience was the Senior Bowl when he was with the Lions. So it's so funny you're bringing this all. And he up would have been the assistant defensive line coach, right? Because Jim Washburn was think, there. And I think they bumped at the Senior Bowl I went to. I think they just bumped him up to D line coach. Like gotcha, so, I okay. think he had just gotten it. Like literally, like that month. Like because it was the Senior Bowls in January, you know. So I, I think it was like 2012 ish, 2013 ish. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just funny. And that was my. And now some years later, I put it together. I was like, oh, that was Kasarik. Like <laughs> it makes a ton of sense. That guy was awesome. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. The defense is what was holding the Browns back over the last couple of years. Them not getting enough out of that unit and the talent that they had on that unit. I know they added some pieces this offseason. Zedarius Smith, Dalvin Tomlinson, etc. But the way that the secondary is playing, those guys were all there as outside of one Thornhill. And the energy is just different. And that's another thought that I was having while watching this game. I kind of just wish they had never traded for Deshaun Watson. On multiple different levels, from a likability perspective, from a resources perspective, what if the Browns just had Jacoby Brissett this year? That's it. And you could watch them play with Jacoby Brissett. They'd probably be just as good or better on offense. Every single great vibe you get from watching the defense, the defense would be the same. The most likable dude in the league, Jacoby Brissett. I know. Most likable dude in the league, Jacoby Brissett back there and playing a top 10 offense last year. It's the most frustrating thing. I just like have still pulled my hair out about it. No, I agree. That's why I was so giddy being able to talk about this team without having that feeling over it and just getting to watch Flacco and enjoy it. It I is mean, nice. It is I'll nice be being able I'll to be watch them play without having to watch him in the game. I'll be honest. And yeah, so, and I think he's played better. <laughs> not, that was, that was the much. offense has been better. The it's offense way has better. been better with Joe better. Flacco in there. I'll say it again. Watson's numbers were the same as Ritter's. I mean, every single, so take that as how you will. Uh, but I will, like, no, it's a great point that you bring about the defense and that their energy is just starting week one against that Bengals team, that banged up Bengals team was just palpable. It was like, holy shit. <laughs> this, I knew it. I was optimistic about this Browns defense, but it was like, oh my God, this is going to be a thing. And it felt like it, especially, I mean, then just look at the numbers again, but Martin Emerson, his growth from year one to year two has been great. Uh, I just watched him take it to the T Higginses of the world and actually these real deal receivers and actually like take it to with an attitude. And like you said, it's just, it's palpable. Watch the, watch every blitz with JOK or whoever else they have in there with their linebackers, those guys hit the gap so hard. They're like taking turns. They're trying to show off. It's like watching when we watch like a really good AAU basketball team, they're like ooping. 
they're throwing to oops in, in yeah. pregame, and then you're on the other side going, oh, no. And, but it's like, that's what watching that the Tennessee Browns game. Was- that's what that Tennessee game felt like, where yeah, they had that just stretch, boom, where boom, after boom. every single play, you just saw those celebrations. And just a strange place for this team to be, because there's so many elements of it that should be feel good, is them winning, the, getting to the playoffs with this unit, being banged up, fighting through everything they have so far. And you could look at this and say, okay, well, when their starting quarterback gets back next year, what could they be? And with this team, I don't care to do that. Yeah, and I don't even this. think it's that exciting to imagine that. No, Because if you look at it, there would be other situations like this where you think, okay, the starting quarterback got hurt or it didn't work out. They just move on from him after the year. You pivot, you go find another option. What could this team be with just average quarterback play? That's not going to happen. No. He's going to be back. They can't move on from him at any point over the next like three years. So this is what this thing is going to be. And there's just something about that that I find disappointing. I, right. I just wish that was not the case on multiple different levels. So that's what the Browns' future looks like. The defense is still probably going to be pretty good, but we're going to have those questions about what the quarterback is and about what he prevents them from doing resource-wise. Even just outside the Watson stuff, what they did, the reflection that they shown with their defense this past year is like just maybe really kind of go like, oh, okay, this Browns regime's okay. Okay, you guys are kind of – it's clicking. Like, I don't know. It just made me more optimistic about the stuff that they kind of lean into. I just want to kind of say that, though. Like, I felt like the self-reflection they've made was – was pretty good, especially <laughs> well, all the defense, oh, all the stuff I, I we're talking about. I 100 agree. You know, you know what I mean. And, and it's just it, like yeah. that's that's the frustrating part about this is that I know. the job that Andrew Barry and Stefanski have done <laughs> at 52 other spots on the roster is probably the best job you could have done. It's uh, no, it's and it's just like you, know, you want to get giddy about it, and it's that that just overhangs. And that's the thing. I just want to enjoy this iteration of the Browns because it's just like, again, it's not, it's not going to last. It's going to change right and back. And I hesitate to even bring it up, but it, I feel that again, it becomes one of those thoughts that's hard to ignore when you're watching this team and you're it's watching them celebrate. Thing, it's a real thing. It yep. is absolutely a real thing that affects the way that I think we talk about and think about this team. So yep. that's what their future looks like. Yep. The Jets' future, we're going to see. Run it back. We're going to see because everything that they have tried to sell and everything they want you to believe about the way that this season has gone is that, okay, we're going to drop Aaron Rodgers back into this thing, and it's going to be all systems go. Okay. Where are the pass catchers? Where's the offensive line? You only have so many resources this offseason with a 40-year-old quarterback to improve those areas. You're not, How many guys on the, on the, along the current offensive line are you bringing back next year? Oh, center. And then what and else? Tomlinson, maybe because you paid him. Tomlinson, pay, yeah, is he still under a deal? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's it. Tipman. And I'm, I'm just trying to even think who else really got. Because <laughs> Becton fell off. He had a flash for a month. I mean, I, I'm just trying to even think. Uh, I think they have another rookie in there. Probably do. But, uh, I mean, just even think of the whole offense. Garrett Wilson, of course, is a nice piece. Brees Hall, great piece. But like you just said, I had them in our mock taking J.C. Latham from uh, Alabama, who's a nice right tackle. Okay, that's one lineman. I think they need three. And and on top of it, probably one more pass catcher. <laughs> I, like I like Jeremy Ruckert, young tight end. They have you know Conklin's done some nice things for him, but it's like, I don't know. They that's four pieces already. They're not gonna have a second round pick. That goes to the Packers. Uh, you know, and they've already paid Lazard. It, it's just a yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting how they navigate this, especially what they know that they've committed to. You're going to have to be pretty aggressive because the window is not very long. Even if you believe him and that he's going to play beyond next year, I think that there still warrants a decent amount of urgency in terms of what you're going to do. You can rebuild an offensive line in a year. It's not easy, though. It's no. definitely not easy. And the, the other 
big discrepancy when you watch these teams and you think about these teams is the infrastructure and the ecosystem that they have built on offense independent of the players. The Browns have been able to thrive, succeed, survive this year because they have Kevin Stefanski and Bill Callahan, right? Right. The Jets don't have that. You have Aaron Rodgers. So next year, Aaron Rodgers has to be your quarterback. He has to be your offensive coordinator, and he has to be someone who makes your offensive line better. And that's a lot of bets that you're making on a guy who's going to be 40 coming off an Achilles. I was wondering when I would ever talk about this, but the fact he has a headset and not an earpiece is always, always gets me because there's a limited, there's a a finite amount of headsets that you can have on game day. So like with it, with a mouthpiece that you can talk and every time they show him that thing's up and he's shaking his head, shaking his head, never once talking. And I've been kills me because that meant a coach had to give that up. That meant someone on the sideline had to give up their headset for him. And I've had that it just the inner dynamics of that is just cracks me up because every other every other quarterback that's in there, they just have the little earpiece without the without the ear the me, the megaphone on there. Cause you usually just go right next to it. And I was just like just one more thing that you're making a bigger deal than it needs to be with Aaron Rodgers, Nate. Just one more thing. You just have it out for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that's me, right? The, you see Nick Wright's rant? I did uh, see Nick Wright's rant. It's a pretty good one. <laughs> that's pretty what good. we're talking about. It that's is. what we're talking about. And that's it's what's their, hanging over team. this team. They As gave them the keys. Next year. They get, they enabled them to do this. This is what this is the, what they bet they this is the bet they made. They said, "Hey, we're betting on you. Take us to the championship." And in the NFL, I get it. There's different bets you can make. That was the bet. This is the one that they made, and this is what they the repercussions of that that they have. It can be good, but you know there are repercussions. And again, do you contrast that with what the Browns are right now, with what the Vikings right. have been for stretches this year, where the bet that you're making is not on a single quarterback. It's on everything else. It's about the infrastructure of the organization. And I think that it's easier to feel better about those teams and what they have done post-quarterback injury than it is about what the Jets have done and honestly yep. where they're going. Because you can absolutely try to tell yourself a story and talk yourself into everything being fixed when he comes back next year. But it just feels like there's more going on than that. It just feels like there's more that needs to be fixed and there's more that needs to be addressed. And I hope they understand that. I I hope that (laughs) they get that it's not just about the Aaron Rodgers thing and the Aaron Rodgers park and back. And I think that's the reflection is a really good way to frame it because I think that there's a level of self-awareness and a level of honesty and humility that comes with this. And I think everything that they did at the quarterback position aside, the Browns have had that as it Mm comes, as it relates to their roster over the last 12 months. And that involves this season with all the injuries and it involves this off season when they were thinking about what they needed to do to right the ship. And I don't think the Jets have brought the same sort of scope or mindset to the way that yep. they have approached their team and their roster over the same time period. Yep. Yep. I think the humility stuff is a huge thing. And <clears throat> that's why it's, it's sometimes that turns into creative creativity and sometimes it's just throw resources at it, but at least understanding that you have to do that, that it, it works like you have to do it. And that's what team building is. It's not just the quarterback. It's the team, and you have to have the defense, and you're making it dependent on that. But also just this game, it felt very fitting that a Jets-Browns game, that we wrap it up this way, but also you have two pick sixes, a blocked punt, a failed punt <laughs> in the sense that it was a surrender index uh, account breaker, a 99.9-er on, on, in their percentile rankings about surrender index tonight. Uh, so it was a, it was very fitting. That we had that kind of sloppy first half. It felt nice, at least for Jets Browns. It felt nice that that's how we cap off a Thursday game. <laughs> Derek Lawson said during the game that he didn't feel like this game was canon, which I thought was a very good joke. I, oh I was God. trying to come up with a good non-sequential mo- <sighs> set of movie sequels. Like, which one just ignores the activities of the previous ones? Oh. I think Rocky Balboa is like that. 
because it, in Rocky Five, wasn't he never able to get hit in the head again because he it had was, some mental, like, brain injury? Yeah, and it was something with his son. Like, he was training his son or something like that. Or, or, or no, the like, he had some, like, prod- prodigy, you know, protege, like, that he was working on. Like, and something like that. It was Tommy like Gunn, was in Rocky Five. Tom, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't think we that. acknowledge that any of that stuff happened when we get to Rocky Balboa. <laughs> there's so the, that's one option. There's the Star uh, the Halloween Wars. movies. There's a Star Wars Christmas movie or a Christmas special, which is not canon. But oh no, the Halloween movies—that's a great one because there's Halloween, which is the sequel to Halloween. But you have to ignore the other movies that were called Halloween. There were like was, seven of them that happened yeah. in the meantime. And, so that was the thing. They're all the joke Halloween. This this game was just Halloween H two O or Halloween Five or whatever you want to say. We this watched H two O as it relates to we anything did. else. We actually ended up watching it. Well, I ended up watching it. It's a uh, yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a movie of its time. <laughs> I will say that it's a it's very much that's a, I'll leave that's my one liner. It's a movie of its time. <laughs> the haircuts will tell you all you need to know about that. That's what makes it a movie of its time. All right, <laughs> that is all we got. Sincerely appreciate you guys joining us for all these Thursday night silly games that we've had great. this year. We enjoy doing these shows, and uh, we only do it because you guys come and hang out with us. So sincerely appreciate that. This will be available as a podcast where that's a special holiday gift that we've given you guys over the last couple of weeks. So if you want to re-listen to this or let someone know that it is available not on YouTube, you can also do that. We will be back on Monday for our week 17 yeah. recap. Not on Sunday night. Sunday night is New Year's Eve. So be looking for this on Monday midday is when our week 17 recap will be available, similar to the timing this week with Christmas. Apologies for that. Just, you know, this is what happens around the holidays. We appreciate you guys understanding. Our Week 17 preview is available wherever you get your podcast. A couple really good games. We've got Dolphins, Ravens, got Lions, Cowboys, and we talked about four more games that have pretty significant playoff implications this week. So make sure to check that out. For now, that is all we got. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll talk to you soon. This was The Athletic Football Show.